Hey everyone, happy new year and welcome to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate brought to you by DrRota.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Derek, how are you in this brand new year? We're both, I think, not in our typical settings, but that is okay because we're together. New year, new us. We just got to finish this off nice and clean with a championship. No big deal. Yo, 2022, I didn't get to ring it in with you when the clock struck midnight. I'm Eastern Standard Time, your Pacific Standard Time. And I don't know how many times you've ever tried to pop a bottle with a sleeping baby upstairs of champagne, but I did it just for you. Welcome to the very first episode of the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate for 2022 and beyond. Cheers. Good to ring, Good to ring it in with you. <laughs> I'm hoping that, like our listeners, you're in just as many championship scenarios. I'm in one myself out of my many leagues. Just grateful to be in the one, but still going to be a nail biter down to the last minute. If you look across this championship, we literally, like every player, it's just like splitting hairs on who's going to take home the ship. I know. And, and one of my one of my resolutions heading into 2022 is, is positivity. So as much as we're going to focus on some of those negative things, I'm going to switch it back to a positive, match it out, balance it out. I, I think that it's uncommon to drink a mimosa at this time of night. By the way, what is your champagne to orange juice mimosa um, balance? So my ratio tends to be the orange juice is there for color. Like it's more like a garnish than like, like, a, 10, like a five, 10 percent. Right. Just a little. Yeah. Yeah. It's just oh, it's a whisper okay. of orange juice. And then the rest is all a whisper. Nicely done. OK. OK. We're on the same page then. Yep. Um, yep. Nope. A lot of madness. A lot of things. I got a championship game. I got a third place game. We got some things to discuss. We got some people to discuss. Crazy. It's We're talking about week 17 and championship round. Like it's still weird to say, but here we are. Here we are. We, and there's a lot of different circumstances that I think um, will come up as we're covering these games to a lot of teams that maybe are not playing with the quarterback that we thought they were going to be playing with. Some people still on the COVID list. So you, li you like that? It's going to be a lot of different things. It's a, it's a mess to try and sort out right now. But hey, we're doing what we can with it. The you like that was a teaser. I hope you picked up on it. Just got it. But. Uh, good, good. It happened against my Bucks circa a matchup against the Washington football team. Go, let's do this. Let's do this, guys. If you have any questions, please throw them at us in the comments. We'll get to them as quickly as we can. And hopefully we can help you right along with that championship or any DFS plays that you're going back and forth. Throw them at us in the comments. We're happy to have you join us. Let's go down a couple lists. Let's start with the Bills versus Falcons game. This one, I think, is going to be a little bit different than I first anticipated. Looking at the weather, you're going to laugh at my weather report again, but it's going to be a bit rainy, a little bit snowy, a little bit slushy. So maybe it's going to dampen the passing game for both teams a little bit. But looking at the matchup and looking at that scenario, I'm hoping this is a big bounce back for Cordero Patterson because as of the last couple of weeks, he hasn't done what he normally does to get you into the championship. For you, given how he's performed those last two weeks, are you still going to be starting him? Depends on the options. I think right now he's kind of dropped back down to where he's come back to earth, right? It's kind of that uh, regress to the mean where we've become accustomed to Cordell or Patterson being his entire career, which is yeah. like a flex option, if that. I mean, he still saw, what, seven carries last week, but, you know, in, you know, three consecutive weeks now, we, he's seen his total touches drop from 21 to 13 down to, to eight. So, I yeah. mean, that's concerning and you can't ignore it. I wouldn't ignore it. And it makes him a little bit more difficult to trust, um, 
particularly heading against Buffalo, who's who's got a pretty good defensive unit, to say the least. Um, so I, I think he's more of a, a top 25 play. I, I'm not very bullish on his uh, outlook this week. In particular, Matt Ryan, too. Uh, really, the Falcons in general, um, outside of Kyle Pitts and, and maybe Russell Gage. Yeah, I was going to ask about Russell Gage because the Buffalo's pass defense has allowed the fewest points to receivers this season. So for him... I don't know that he's going to have as big of a week as maybe we'd hoped for him to have this week, just given that scenario. Well, we saw what him string together four pretty darn good weeks where I think it was, you know, at least 10 or more fantasy points in PPR formats. Uh, and then of course, last week he puts up a dud, you know, he even fumbles, you know, to add insult to injury, like four catches, 39 yards, just, um, this Falcons offense is going to do that from time to time. And I think they're going to have some protection issues uh, against the bills unit up front, even without Trey white. Yeah. I'm not predicting a huge game for Russell Gage. The only thing that could help him out is maybe just target volume period. If they do fall behind Mm -hmm. uh, to Josh Allen and the bills, but I could just see this being more of a, a sloppy game. The bills are riding high off a big game, big win against the new England Patriots. Um, and the Falcons are fighting for their slim playoff hopes. So, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be an easy runaway victory for the Bills, even though I do think they'll win. I just I don't see a super high scoring game. This doesn't feel like a blowout scenario no. that the Bills are just going to mop the floor with the Falcons. OK, I get that. So in terms of Kyle Pitts, then for anyone that has held on to him all season and he's had a couple moments, he's you know, been a slightly bit more of an uptick. Um, you know, he's he is garnering the big volume of targets as of right now with the offense. So you're still starting him. Is he yeah. just like the very end of your top 12? I, I would he's still inside my t- my top top eight, really. I mean, what guys outside of the elite of the elite really offer you the same upside that Kyle Pitts has? I mean very, very, very few. And in and, and every single week, he sees like a minimum of six targets, right? Which is still pretty darn good for the tight end position. And you know, he makes the most of those targets. Um, not an easy matchup, but I'm still going to roll out Kyle Pitts unless you unless you just have a stacked tight end depth chart on your fantasy squad. I, I'm, I'm probably still starting Kyle Pitts in most situations. Gotcha. Let's go on the other side of the ball. Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis had both been activated off the COVID list. So for uh, Isaiah McKenzie to double down on a great week that he had, I don't know. McKenzie, our boy, Isaiah, like what? Did you see that coming? I didn't know. I don't know who saw that coming. I mean, you were hoping that someone was going to be able to eat off of the fact that so many people were out, but I don't think that we were expecting that big of a game from him. 12 targets. Like what against New England and mm-hmm. 11 for 125 and a tutty? Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see him stay involved, but you know, with Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley, you know, available, like what is the snap count even going to look like for Isaiah McKenzie? Yeah. Like he saw 85 against New England and then, you know, but his season high prior to that was 29. So I think it comes back to earth. McKenzie's not really somebody I'm willing to start. Maybe I'm willing to throw throw a dart on Beasley or, or Davis, depending on your league size. But yeah, I'm I'm mostly rolling with with Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox, and I'm actually considering Devin Singletary. Believe it or not, yes, I was actually just going to bring that up too because he's had a touchdown in each of the last two games. I know his volume's been there too. What his volume's been there? The weather, you know, again, if it's going to be a bit of a snowy one, right? You know, 
better for the running game. So even better for him. So for me, I would much rather start him in this scenario, especially if I'm looking at flex options. Patterson or Singletary? Ooh, Singletary. Just because he has gotten in the end zone consistently the last two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually somehow on board with that. You know, as much as Patterson, Patterson really helped me in a bunch of leagues, but he let me down last week. And um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to ignore Singletary uh, and how he's playing right now. So it's, it's maddening because I predicted that Singletary was a breakout player heading into last year's fantasy draft. And he just never has gotten basically the full on commitment from the coaching staff. Um, But so far so good. And He's worth considering against the Falcons uh, in championship week. I can't believe I'm saying that. (laughs) Hey, you know, people need to get that win by any means possible. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what we're here to talk about and discuss. Um, Let's talk about the next game, which is Giants Bears. Andy Dalton is going to be getting the start in this one. I know, not an exciting game, but there's got to be fantasy potential against such a weak Giants defense right now. Does there? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, glimmers of hope. This makes me want to throw up. I mean, I don't, do you even trust to start Saquon Barkley? Like, no, I know. And that's part of my notes is he's been splitting carries so consistently with Booker. It's kind of hard to even have that hope that he's going to give you flex worthy numbers just uh, with using him. It's, I mean, we saw what we got from Jake Fromm, and the man embarrassed himself on national television. And I look, Jake Fromm, you know, if he ever catches our fantasy debate, Sam and Tate podcast of week 17 of, you know, 2021 season. I, I apologize if you come across this because, you know, you've accomplished far more in your football life than I ever did uh, by even getting a start in the national football league. But, you know, Fromm didn't look ready and he was, he looked like a deer in the headlights, you know? And if that's what you're going to be looking at or Mike Glennon, even against a Bears unit that really isn't playing for anything, you saw the fight they put up last week, um, which is just, it, it, you know, I got to tip my hat to the players because I don't think it's Matt Nagy doing a great job. They want him out of there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I got to I got to tip my hat to the monsters in the midway. At least they're fighting. Um, and I, I just I don't see the Giants. I mean, I, I, I'll start David Montgomery. That's yeah. it. He's, he's the top play, I think, um, in this Mooney, game. Mooney, maybe, like a, a dart throw on Darnell Mooney. But, you know, other than those two, I want nothing to do with anybody in this game. No, I agree. And that's why I have them as the only players that I like in this game, too. So my notes emulate your feelings. We're on the same page. Love David Montgomery in this one. Also, if you're going to take a dart throw on any receiver, because maybe you are hoping for a little bit of good K.J. Osborne game, which you're not likely to get, you know, talking about the Vikings later. Um, but maybe Darnell Mooney is someone that you could flex your wide receiver three that I like in this matchup. Damn it, Sam. I want to be positive for this for this first day of 2022. And here I am. I'm having to talk about Jake Fromm. Okay, well, let's move on to a game that I think is going to be a bit more of a shootout and maybe a little bit more fantasy fun. All right, uh, all right, all right. Chiefs-Bengals game, I think, is going to be mm. – some good volume for fantasy managers. This has got to be, Joey B. this has got to be the one where everyone, you know, makes their winnings. This is where we get the money back. You know, this is like the episode of friends where Joey says, this is where he makes his money back. And then he just loads up at the buffet. This has to be the game for that. I know what you're talking about. It's right after Monica and Chandler hooked up. Like don't, don't, yeah. don't go friends on me. Like we can go down this road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that being said, like, yeah, I'm excited about this. 
I mean, this could be a playoff preview. Who knows if this mm-hmm. is an AFC championship preview? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go that far quite yet, but Burrow, I mean, whew, he flashed that LSU Heisman Trophy winning season capability against the Ravens, like a statement win last week with 525 and four tutties through the air. Yeah. Um, Joey B's arrived. And <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's a little bit too early to say fully arrived because if you think about it, the Ravens were without a lot of players. A lot of great secondary players that they normally would be able to throw a bigger fight on. I'm not saying that he didn't have an amazing game. You know me. I'm definitely a fan. I'm a Burrow fan. I'm on board. You're a Steelers fan, and you're not liking that they have Joe Burrow, and you you have Ben Roethlisberger's last hurrah on Monday Night Football. It's going to be an emotional weekend. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be okay. No, I, Joey, Joe Burrow is a great future for that franchise i mean it's a great fit they're doing everything they can to make everything work for him and it's showing that game showed it and just everything that he can possibly do i'm just saying that defense that he saw wasn't the top tier defense and he wasn't putting it against that so that's what my only pause is and i understand the flip side of the coin you're not playing against a beat up ravens unit you are playing against you know, arguably the the baddest man on the planet outside of Tom Brady and, and Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, um, yep. and the and the Kansas City Chiefs who just mollywopped your Steelers without Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill only caught his two passes on the first drive of the game. Like yeah. it was, I mean, you talk about a statement win. Yeah, the Bengals. So did the Kansas City Chiefs, and they've looked great, rattling off eight straight wins. So. It's it's going to be a very intriguing matchup. I'm starting everybody like, you know, okay, not everybody, but I'm starting I'm starting the studs in this game without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. And I think that this is probably going to be a, a high scoring affair. Would not be surprised at all if it's going to top 55 or 60 total points. No, I agree. I'm definitely betting the over. I don't know if you just caught the Rose Bowl, but that one was definitely you bet the over because they hit over 90 points in the over combined between the two teams. College football. <laughs> Love me a big bowl game that's going to give you crazy points. So that was a fantastic one. But this is going to be a huge scoring game. The Music City Bowl was also pretty good between Purdue and Tennessee. That, that They scored like four touchdowns in the last five minutes of regulation. Uh, it was that was a great one too. So yeah, sorry. Eight O'Connell, kind of five hundred and something yards and five touchdowns. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on. <laughs> Just, I agree with you, and I want to emulate that. And you're starting absolutely everyone from this matchup. I mean, there isn't a player that I wouldn't start. I mean, obviously, Ceh is out. Darrell Williams takes a big uptick in uh, touches that he's going to see, so no hesitation in starting him here. Uh, T Higgins must start obviously because Jamar Chase has been drawing double coverages. It has just helped Higgins take the next big step as an elite receiver has tons of opportunity. Tyler Boyd has tons of opportunity. This, I want to start everyone I can. And if you're even looking, I would think DFS CJ Uzoma as a tight end would be really inexpensive. And I would love to start him as well. Mixon's also starting to contribute in the passing game. Um, And Mixon's, I mean, Mixon's finally lived up to that potential that we all thought that he had. And, you know, it's being a part of an offense that is led by Joe Burrow. And I I just think the Bengals have a great outlook heading into next year and beyond. So, uh, yeah, but this game right now, 
I, I can't wait for this week. I think it's the one I have circled for, for this entire slate. No, it's going to be the most fun to watch. Absolutely. So this is one where I'm starting absolutely everyone that is a bangle, everyone that is a chief. Let's go. This is going to be a really fun game. Uh-huh. Let's go. All right, let's move on to another one. I want to talk about the Niners versus the Texans as Trey Lance is active because poor Jimmy G has a hurt thumb and he is not going to be playing. Oh, he has a hurt thumb. No, I'm kidding, man. That sucks. Um, and it's really interesting. That have we seen the last start of, of Joey, or Jimmy G in, in San Fran? Probably. Um, Maybe. Trey Lance comes in and plays well. See what happens. But the Houston Texans cannot be overlooked. Just no. ask the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think this game is a lot more trip-up worthy than San Francisco fans probably want to admit. You know, with Trey Lance getting his second career start, I thought Trey Lance looked like a rookie and a guy that didn't play in 2020, you know, when he got his first and only start so far this season. Yes, he's got all the, all the tools. I'm sure his ceiling is, is sky high. Uh, and Shanahan is one of the better play callers in the National Football League. I sh- I'm sure he'll have some play action schemed up, get him out, get him on the move outside the pocket. I'll, I'm willing to throw a dart on Trey Lance if you're in a two-quarterback league. I think that his upside is nice. Uh, but I just don't know what to expect from him. And they did a number on Justin Herbert. Yeah, they did. Herbert's farther along right now than Trey Lance's. Um, I would say. So this feels like a an interesting game that I'm going to be paying attention to. And I mentioned last week Davis Mills. I mentioned him. You Keep did. Keep an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on him. Um, no, this is going to be an interesting game to watch. And I know that uh, the Niners were hoping to bring back Trey Sermon, but it doesn't look like they're going to be able to. So obviously Elijah Mitchell, they will be leaning on. However, he was a limited participant in practice this week with his knee. So do you feel like you're maybe hedging your bets and liking Jeff Wilson Jr. a little bit more as a back in this game? This sucks because <laughs> Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell was the, Elijah Mitchell was the league winner. He was the league winner this year that you probably got on week one waivers. Uh, if you if you did your homework or probably noticed him in college, then you probably maybe stashed him on your bench uh, because the situation in San Francisco behind Raheem Mostert was not really solidified. So, um, but yeah, it stinks that he wasn't available uh, and he's been in and out of the lineup all season. And so. I mean, I, I'm definitely hedging my bet. Uh, Jeff Wilson's going to probably have some sort of role, whether Elijah Mitchell plays or not. But whenever Mitchell has played, the last three games, he saw 22 or more carries. So I'm if Mitchell's active, I imagine he's the go-to guy, and I will start him. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely see that. And so you'll be wanting to watch the inactives first thing tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. just to make sure that you're starting the best possible players. Let's talk about the other side of the ball. We were talking about, you mentioned the Texans. They're they're not out of the fight and they're not giving up by any means. They like trounced the Chargers. Do you feel like Rex Burkhead is likely to see as big of a game as he did last week? I mean, it's going to be hard to match these numbers. He had two touchdowns in the running game and he was all over the place. Uh, almost 150 rushing yards. I mean, the encouraging thing is he's seen at least 10 plus carries each of the last three weeks. 
He's also been involved in the passing game, maybe not as much as you probably expected him to be, but he's still getting a couple targets every game over the last three weeks. So, yeah, I think you can confidently start him as a flex option this week. Yeah, no, I definitely think he's um, a confident flex start for you there. No, like last week, hell no. No. (laughs) But – I'm not expecting that game out of him. It's just depending on your other options. I would maybe give him a start, um, but definitely going to hedge my bets with that one. On the other side of the ball um, for the Niners again, is there anyone else that you're maybe not starting or are you just starting everybody? I mean, I'm starting Kittle. I'm starting Debo. Um, No hesitation. I'm starting Mitchell. If Mitchell's inactive, I'm starting Jeff Wilson. Um, Lance. Not, I'm very eh about and Ayuk with with Lance under center. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm gonna pass on that. Would be the one that I'm I would, like, yeah, I would shy I'm away from this exactly Just given the quarterback change. Um, less high on Ayuk in this one, correct? Yep, love it. All right, Dolphins Titans, another one to watch considering how the Dolphins are still somehow in it. What was the record that they had last week? They the first team to go seven losses, then seven straight wins. They were one and seven, and they've rattled off seven straight wins and now control their own playoff destiny. That's madness. The destiny is in their hands. Do you think that they're gonna be able to hang tough against this Titans defense, though? The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Dr. Otto Octavius, maybe anything? Any do I hear? You actually, it's been, it's been a minute since I've seen those ones, and I still haven't seen Spider Man. So, no spoilers. No way home. You no haven't seen home. it. No, do not spoil it. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Dolphins Titans, um, you're starting probably what Donta Foreman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Brown, duh. Um, then when it comes to Miami Dolphins, Jalen Waddle's a must start. Yeah. I mean, Waddle, baby, Waddle, baby, Waddle, baby. Get in there. Yeah. I like that, that into his celebration dance. I'm not going to lie. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> uh, then, but anybody else on Miami, I mean, Gasecki's always, you know, worth a look at tight end. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much keeping it to that. I just don't trust anything out of that Miami backfield right now. Even, even though I liked what I saw from Duke Johnson a couple of weeks ago, not championship week. I mean, someone that people are maybe are going back and forth on. I know that I am in a couple formats because I'm looking at that third flex option just because it's a very deep league. But Devontae Parker is someone that I have very little confidence starting in this matchup. Is there any reason that you have for me to feel a little bit better about starting him? He didn't have a single catch last week. You want me to tell him tell you he's good? No. I, I it's with Waddle and Gasecki healthy. Um yeah, I, I could he be very efficient on his targets like he was the prior two games where, you know, he, he caught five of five in week 13 and then caught four of eight for 68 in a tutty in week 15 against the Jets? Yeah, he could, but I, I just mm, – I don't like the third passing option um, in the Dolphins' offense. I'll, I'll, I'll steer clear of Devontae Parker if, if, if possible. And then for the running backs on that one, then I think I'm steering clear of Miles Gaskins completely in this one. Just the the timeshare that he has with Duke Johnson is just so hard to figure out if he's going to get anything that's going to be start worthy in this one. I want nothing to do with the Miami backfield. 
No, thank thanks you. For no, thanks. Thanks for no, thanks. Thank you. Next. <laughs> thank you. Next. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. All right. Let's talk about your bucks. You've got a new bucks jacket. Let's talk about this match. Uh, how'd you bucks notice? <laughs> it's hard to miss. Um, <laughs> bucks versus the jets. Is this a matchup that is going to be a little bit more, uh, of the Brady fire that we were hoping for from last week that we didn't get the full fire on. Is this going to be a really big game or is this just going to be a kind of easy walk in the park? Nothing too crazy for Brady to have big fantasy numbers in this one. I think you're going to see something similar to last week, probably around 200, mm -hmm. 250, you know, yards through the air, probably I'd say two touchdowns, but I also think that you're going to see plenty of Ronald Jones and Ronald Jones is going to do his thing. I think he, I'm predicting he goes over 90 and has a touchdown. Okay. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn was a little bit more involved than I thought, but uh, he's got a little spark, a little juice to him. So he'll make the most of his, of his opportunities. I think it's more of a game they went on the ground and with their defense, their defense, by the way, looks like they're getting healthy and playing pretty damn good ball. The last two weeks they've held their two opponents to a combined 15 points uh, so that Bucks defense is kind of flying under the radar. Flying under the radar, which is good to know for anyone that's looking for defenses in terms of this one for this week or having more confidence in starting them, maybe if they've been streaming defenses back and forth all season. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're, you're drawing the Jets offense. Not to say, Zach Wilson has had his moments. Um, can't believe he scored a 50 plus yard rushing touchdown, but uh, that's wild. But, you know, you know, kudos. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a long, I think it's a long game for Wilson and company on the offensive side. Now, in terms of their pass catchers for Brady, I know that he's been having to deal with a lot of injuries. Obviously Antonio Brown is still questionable. He didn't practice on Friday. We don't know. He's probably gonna be a game time decision, um, whether or not he's going to get the start. If he starts, obviously it's a huge help to Brady. Um, but also Mike Evans is dealing with an injury as well. So is there any other pass catcher that you'd be streaming? Like, is this a Scotty Miller one, or is this one where you think that Gronk kind of saves the day in the passing game, or is it really just going to be such a run heavy game? You're steering clear of an additional pass catcher. They'll definitely throw the football. So Gronk's going to see his, his targets, whether AB is active, whether Evans is active, whatever. Gronk's a must start this week. Um, but when I'm looking at the other options for the Bucks on the outside, I'm probably looking more towards Tyler Johnson than I am Scotty Miller. Um, so that being said, if, if you're throwing darts, if both AB and Evans are inactive, uh, I'd go Tyler Johnson and then Scotty. Tyler Johnson and then Scotty. Okay. It's good for, you know, listeners to hear how we're ranking them as well. If well, they're Perriman, going to actually, yeah. I mean, also throw into the mix Brashad Perriman, who has been right. activated as well. I think you off the uh, COVID-19 reserve list. Um, so if I were to re-rank, I would go Johnson, Perriman, then Scotty. Johnson, Perriman, and then Scotty. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to another matchup. Uh, I don't know how we feel about this one because this is another situation where we're not getting the quarterback that we thought we were going to get in this matchup. But the Lions versus the Seahawks, Tim Boyle is getting the start again. Um, yeah. bleh, not very exciting. Um, but for anyone that has Amon Ross St. Brown and has been enjoying his right. huge volume, he's had a touchdown in each of the last three weeks. He's had 90 yards in each of the last two weeks. And he's had at least 11 targets in that same stretch of two weeks. So... Are you still giving it the go on him? Is he still a must start? Old St. Nick delivers on Christmas day and old St. Brown delivers on Sundays. I mean, 
I'm yeah, I'm going with yeah. Let her ride with St. Brown. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, no TJ Hawkinson, right? No Hawkinson. That that's this offense looks completely different. You got to recalibrate based on the information that we have. The situation has changed uh, now that Hawk is not available. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll this hot streak with with Brown, and he's certainly low end wide receiver two flex option. I think he's a top. I think he's a top thirty option. I like him as a top 30 option as well. Someone else that's coming back is DeAndre Swift. Is he a must start for you as well in this matchup? I mean, the Seahawks have just not looked formidable at all. So I kind of am tempted to start Swift if I'm going back and forth between any running backs that are on the COVID list or if I'm looking at my flexes and I'm just going for upside, maybe. What the hell has happened there in Seattle? I mean, Pete Carroll, like Pete Carroll, Super Bowl winning coach, Russell Wilson, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Bobby Wagner, a future Hall of Famer at middle linebacker. Like, this team has leadership, yet it seems like they're leaderless. It, it's yeah. weird. It's That's a really, really, good really, really mind-blowing the just south turn that this entire season has taken for the Seahawks. Uh, I think that there's a lot of issues within that organization that are probably just kept in-house. But, I mean, that being said – I'm starting DeAndre Swift. Hell yeah, I am. Um, I'm letting it ride. And I are you starting Russell Wilson in a gotta have it week against the Lions? I mean, it feels like a matchup that I mean, if you just had it on paper, Russell Wilson against the Lions, you'd be like, oh yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have no brainer, right? No brainer, but you are pausing a little bit in this one. I don't think that you're being so bold as to bench him by any means, but at the same time, it is, you know it's being it's it's hard to even say it's giving me pause i'm not i don't have confidence a ton of confidence in this one we can talk about the pass catchers as well i mean how confident are you with tyler lockett in this matchup i mean he only had three catches last week against the bears and then dk metcalf who's absolutely just tanked at least got a touchdown last week but he still only had two catches the poor bastard has been phased out of the offense like dk metcalf is i i think one of the best wide receivers in the national football league. Like, and Russell Wilson is, I still believe in him as like one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL yet. Something's, I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's Russ and DK not being on the same page, not vibing together. I, I don't know. Like just from an, an, an observer from the outside, I can't, diagnose properly what the, in the world is wrong i, I kept it censored there yes what you the did wrong with it what in the world is wrong with russell wilson and dk metcalf and, and really the entire seahawks offense I, I i feel very weary trusting them this week russell feels like barely a low-end qb1 against the lions wow yeah, and I feel like Lockett and DK Metcalf kind of have slid down, I mean, to wide receiver two, wide receiver three range yeah. um, consideration. And, I mean, in terms of DFS, I'm steering clear. I just don't really want to spend the money or even take the risk. I'd rather look elsewhere for more upside and just in DFS formats. But for my championship, I feel like I'm hard-pressed to bench them unless I have better options unless I made a trade and for some reason I have better receivers then I'll feel more confident in benching one of them but I mean you're starting them in a flex again wide receiver three scenario that hurts to have to sit one of those sit either of them um on your roster when the money's on the table 
and the matchup is as enticing as it is against the lions. Yeah. Tough one. Um, but I, I start them at your own risk. Start them at your own risk. You've seen, you've seen enough struggles with this offense over an extended period of time that Mm -hmm. you should not be shocked if you continue to see more of the same. So start them at your own risk, but you've already seen this scenario play out in previous weeks. So if, if, if you get another dud from Seattle and Russ and the boys, it's on you. Yeah. Um, would the only person that you have any confidence starting from the Seahawks be Rashad Penny? I mean, he did have a touchdown last week, 17 touches. Yes. Yards. Like he's, he's your only yes. kind of must start. Yes. I'm hugging the microphone for those of you just listening on audio. Yes. I'm so happy. Rashad Penny. Oh my God. I felt like my, my, my take was about as worth of a penny when I told him, I, I was telling all of you that I was such a believer in Rashad Penny that I thought he was barely behind Saquon Barkley when he came into the NFL draft. And, um, and then he lost his starting job to Chris Carson and I look like an idiot. And uh, now are you starting Rashad Penny over Saquon Barkley this week? Yes. <laughs> I, I was right a couple of years later and a lot of situations have changed, but yeah, damn it. Anyway. See, that's I'm so, happy for him. I'm so happy for him. I really am. Like he had a he had a had a really bad injury and you know got you know, I hope Chris Carson gets healthy. But repent Rashad Penny's a good back. Um and I, I'm super happy that at least he's getting an opportunity, right, to showcase his skills and why they invested a first round pick in him. So in all seriousness, I would fire him into the lineup. I would start him with confidence this week. All right. I have one more matchup to talk about besides I did want to end on such a high note because that was a, that would have been a good note to end on was just the glee that you showed about Rashad Penny. You want me to hug the mic again? No, it's too much. <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about uh, Monday Night Football because we will be covering Sunday Night Football after this episode. So stick around. We'll cover that with our friends at Winview Games. We'll talk all about Rodgers. We'll talk about Cousins not getting his start. So we'll cover that shortly. But I do want to talk about Monday Night Football just briefly because it is my Steelers and it is likely Ben's last home game at Heinz Field. And it's against a a huge rival in the Browns. And I am very nervous about this game because I just hope that Ben finishes the game. healthy <laughs> because the way that this division and the way these teams play each other is brutal. This is going to be a really tough matchup. And if you're someone that's been starting Najee Harris, you're still starting him, but you're going to be white knuckling it the whole day. The writing was on the wall with some of the issues that the Steelers have had along the offensive line. Right. And Najee, although he's had a great rookie fantasy season and rewarded a lot of folks like yourself that invested a first rounder in him, like he's had a great year. Um, And I think he's a great player and I think he's going to have a great NFL career. Um, But his efficiency hasn't always been there this year because of the fact that they have some issues up front. Um, and, And Ben has not been able to consistently connect with some of his options on the outside down the football field, not to his, just his fault though. I mean, certainly it has a lot to do with Claypool and Johnson and their issues consistently with drops. Um, that all being said, you're still starting Najee Harris. Even if you survived his week 16 performance, congratulations, still start him this week. I do not think 
that the Pittsburgh Steelers in the home swan song of a Hall of Fame career for Big Ben Roethlisberger are going to go out on a whimper. They're not going to go out with a loss. Um, I believe that the Steelers will win this football game and do Big Ben justice, even though I don't think that they're going to make the postseason because they, they, they need a lot of help. Uh, but I do think that they send him off appropriately. And I think Big Ben plays off that emotion that he's going to have and, and delivers a pretty solid performance in, in, in front of his home fans for one last game. I certainly hope so. Um, you know, that's what you want for any player that's kind of leaving. And as they, like you said, swan song, leaving it um, all behind. You want to leave it all on the field. And I hope that they, he absolutely goes off and that he has a fantastic game. I do think that Najee Harris is going to be okay against the Browns. The last time he saw them, he did have a touchdown in over 90 yards in the running game. I th- it's going to be a heavy volume game. He's been so successful, like you said, compared to the other pass catchers in terms of um, drops that I've seen he's kind of their piece. So I think that could be just fine. In terms of the Browns, though, do you have any pause for any Brown player? So the Cleveland Browns, I'm still starting Nick Chubb. Um, throw, I, I'm starting Jarvis Landry. Um, I, I'm not going to start any of the tight ends. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, no thanks. It. You know, I, I've got a couple IDP questions for you. Miles okay. uh, Garrett is dealing with a groin injury. TJ Watt is dealing with cracked ribs and playing through them last week, but was like in and out of the lineup. Like, you know, was pretty much a non-factor uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, when it comes to the Browns, too, they're also Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa is dealing with an injury and is questionable heading into this weekend or heading into Monday night. Um, you know, are you starting both of these defenses with confidence against Baker Mayfield and, and Ben Roethlisberger and thinking this is going to be kind of a low scoring affair where there's like, you know, a couple big plays that Big Ben generates? Uh, or is this going to be a higher scoring affair where you're staying away from the defenses altogether? I might try and stay away from them all together because I think this is going to be a bit of a mixed bag just in terms of what the defenses are going to be able to do to keep up. I do think that there's going to be a couple of picks in this game, probably on both sides of the ball. Just I think there's going to be some a little bit of sloppy moments, but um, it makes me – the score really makes me wonder whether or not I want a part of any of these defenses going into this matchup. I would much rather start a, a defense playing Sunday – then on Monday night as well. I mean, you're in your championship. You want to get it over with. I'd rather do that than be waiting and hoping that one of these defenses gets me that championship. I know I've got IDP and I've got Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, and I've been wrecking teams all season long. I'm in the championship round, but I've got to wait till Monday night for both of them. That's true. And they, neither of them were anywhere near a hundred percent last week. So I'm like, do I even start them? It's like, damn it. This yeah. is what fantasy football does to us all. It does. We have decisions. We have to live with them. And uh, that is the theme of 2022. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to start them both, and they're both going to kick ass. And you there are There we kidding. go. It's going to, like you said, TJ Watt's not going to want to miss out on this one again because this is a game for Ben, and he's going to want to get him that win as well. So I think they're going to be very tenacious. So go ahead and start both of them. It's going to be a crazy game. But in terms of just playing defenses alone, I would stay away. <laughs> there you go. Can't there say you go. Words. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this one. Like I said, stick around. We're going to be going live again in just about five minutes and we're going to be covering the Sunday night football matchup. So we'll answer those Packers questions, those Viking questions that you might have. And we're going to be covering it with our friends over at Winview Games. So please stick around for that. And thanks for listening to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for your fantasy sports questions over in our members only discord right here at drrota.com. We'll be right back back to talk about the pack, pack, pack. Until next time, later, says the tater, hit that outro. Let's go. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.